Good morning. This is our episode five podcast. The date is March the 19th, 2021. This is the uh, special day for St. Joseph in the Church. We pick up with The Rite of Sodomy by Randy Engels. Today's page 742. We're continuing our talk. Stay tuned. We will continue this. We will introduce another voice uh, that's on the internet, and then we will give you an update on our technology. <clears throat> I'm flying solo. It's in the morning. We're doing this before we work, so uh, we'll give you an update of the processes of advances and how we can improve on our technology here. Page 742. In the late 1980s, Chicago pre-sociologist writer Father Andrew Greeley openly discussed the existence of a nationwide network of homosexual Catholic clergy and the existence of lavender houses in some diocesan rectories that operated with a minimum of official intervention by the ordinaries. Ordinaries are the bishops. And furthermore, Memories of a Parish Priest, this is a book uh, by Greeley, in furthermore, Memories of a Parish Priest, we have it here that uh, I'll read it from it. Greeley referred back to the paperback edition of another of his books, Confessions of a Parish Priest, in which he reported the existence of a Chicago-based ring of predators. He said that there was no evidence against them because no one has complained against them and none of their fellow priests have denounced them. In the accompanying footnote, Greeley warned, <clears throat> they are a dangerous group. There is reason to believe that they are responsible for at least one murder and may perhaps have been involved in the murder of another murderer. Am I afraid of them? Not particularly. They know that I have in safekeeping information that would Im Im implicate them. I am more a threat to them dead than alive. Greeley was referring to the murder of an acquaintance of his, Francis E. Pellegrini, a Southside choir master. Pellegrini was part of the Chicago Paterist Network and had thoughts of defecting when he was murdered. And then his alleged murderer was murdered. Greeley made a critical observation when he pointed out that those clerics who had been removed for crimes of pederasty were generally loners who operated outside of the protection of the network and who lacked the skills to cover their tracks. The ring, this is a quote, the ring is much more clever. Perhaps they always will be, but should, also, but should they slip, should they get caught, the previous scandals will seem trivial, end of quote, Greeley said. Others like them still flourish around the country, he concluded. Now I'm going to stop there because uh, for a couple of reasons. We're going to try to improve the technology. Therese can't make it this morning. I'm going to get a lavalier mic. You'll hear in the prior, prior podcast, she's in Florida. I'm stepping on her words. There's long gaps. In reality, back and forth, when I'm talking to her, we don't hear that. And so we're going to try to perfect anchor technology. Freeze frame this. <clears throat> so we got <clears throat> the theme of this book is that there is a hive out there, a hive mind. And we have Randy Engels writing about this. And we're about voices. So we want to have Randy Engels' voice heard. But we want to hear the bishop. We want the bishop, who is the chief shepherd of the flock, just like uh, uh, the chief priest Eli was in the Old Testament over the uh, chief place of worship called uh, Shenandoah. Now, 
What we also now have, and, and we're trying to encourage your voices, Church Militant, there is an article by Jules Gomes. This is churchmilitant.com, March the 15th, 2021. And it simply says, uh, we have the Vatican coming out yesterday or the day before and uh, saying that, you know, you cannot, doctrinal watchdog declares sacramental illicit as God cannot bless sin. So some of the bishops are blessing sacramental unions between same-sex unions. Here's the Vatican, I'll read more. Vatican City, the pro-gay head of the German Bishops' Conference is firing back after the Vatican issued a declaration categorically ruling out the possibility of blessings for same-sex couples as illicit and unlawful. Uh, what, what he's saying is that, look, you know, God cannot bless sin. So, and then we have a pushback by a German bishop. I think that German bishop was uh, Bishop George uh, Batzing. He blasts the CDF ruling, the Congregation for the Doctrine of Faith, ruling on gay blessings. The point is, oftentimes when we use our voices at the parish level, they simply tell us to pay, pray, and obey. Keep silent. Keep your voices silent. Well, that's not what the church is involved in at all. They want to hear from you. You're entitled to it. And uh, God used his voice in Genesis. The whole idea about Christ being the word of God. And now we're showing you that uh, Randy Engels in her book here, she's talking about Bishop Greeley, talking about uh, uh, some problems in the church and people are using their voices. Now we have the, the uh, Rome coming out, the church coming out with an announcement and they're saying that uh, this is th th there's not to be you cannot bless sin. Then we have a bishop saying, no, I, I think you can bless the responsibility of two couples coming in. Look, when people are telling you you cannot use your voice, they're the leaders. That's clericalism. You're allowed to have a voice. In fact, some of you who are professionals or have special experience, knowledge, and have witnessed things may have an obligation to use your voice. So I just wanted to introduce that segment. This is uh, podcast number five. We're going to try to keep them shorter. We've been going over uh, an hour. We're just getting our sea legs. This is a hatchling group. So one, we're going to try to improve on the miking. So if you follow this, we want to encourage you to use your voice. I'm recording this on an iPhone 12 Plus Pro, I think, or something. So it's the new one. And I'm going to get a, uh, a microphone. And I'm going to get a what they call a, a plug, a splitter, where I can have a lavalier mic, possibly, to improve. So I'm looking away. I'm reading the book. I'm looking away at the at the uh, internet, and then I'm trying, and then I'm getting pop up um, text. So I put it on. Today I put the phone on uh, airport mode and do not disturb. Still getting pop up text. So I hope I'm still able to record this. So this is an experiment. Uh, we 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 certainly can't do this every day, and we're we're just like you. We're just people. I would like to think just average individuals living our life. One day we just ask questions, and oh my God, you would think that we were uh, we were axe murders, and they begin to attack us. I'm talking about the Claire, uh, the parish priest and the staff, and, and that's never happened before. And we begin to compare notes. They've attacked other people. And so um, that's where we're at. So I want to let you know we're going to try to uh, add in here some spirituality, some prayer, 
and uh, uh, I'm learning how to do this. And so if you're to follow along, think of it, we're thinking of it as hatchlings in a nest where, you know, they just first hatch. They don't know what they're doing. They're bobbleheads. They're weak. No feathers. Same with you. But somehow our voices and our letters to the bishop are bothering people, even when they don't respond to our letters. I think it's because we're beginning to build a coalition, a union of voices, and we're teaching each other and we're learning. And we encourage you, even if you you, you can't sing well, to join the choir. And uh, we'll show you how to do this. It's not expensive at all. And this Anchor app is free. We'll probably have to update later on, but this is free. It's uh, being free. It puts you up there really quick. Um, it was easy to learn. Talked to some friends on how to do that. Uh, but we are looking at some of these voices and thinking, well, why didn't I hear about Randy Engels a long time ago? Why, why didn't you tell me, Bishop? And then we have this movement now about starve the DSA. And, I, and there's things that you can do. You can send a letter to your bishop and say, what is starve the DSA? And we're in Michigan, and they use the diocesan services appeal to take your money. And they're not doing very good with the stewardship of that money. In parts of California, I think it's called the CSA, the Catholic Services Appeal. And uh, they're admitting, they're, they're, they're uh, uh, mishandling it, and they're essentially abusing the poor when they do that. And there's some articles out there today on uh, St. Joseph's Day, March the 19th, 2021, about uh, how they're doing, they admit, Michael Hitchborn does that well. They admit they're doing wrong with the money that we give them. And, you know, it's a stewardship. It's a trust thing. And think of it as you're a trust beneficiary. You have the person who sets the trust up. That's our father. And he puts in a trustee. That's your bishop. The one chief steward. <clears throat> we got our guy, Bishop, telling us, well, he can't control the priests within the boundaries of their parish. Well, you know, that's interesting because if you want to put these geographical boundaries so he does, so the bishop can avoid accountability for whatever the priest does. Just shrugs his shoulders and says, "Hey, I can't do what anything about this priest." Well, I'll tell you what the other priests are telling us. That's because our priest is in the black, meaning he looks on paper like he's making money or he's holding his own, and he's got numbers. He may be losing a few, but he's uh, uh, not lost numbers like the rest of the folks have. Well, we dis we dispute that. We dispute that. We dispute the accuracy of those books. We talk about how that accuracy is not complete and certainly not transparent. We'll talk more about it. But so starve the DSA is something that we're thinking about doing more of. And we share that with you. So uh, this is going to be a short podcast. And today I wanted to see what it was like when uh, Trish couldn't make it. Uh, when I turned the equipment on standby mode, airport mode and uh and flipped this, flipped it to, to uh, do not disturb. Then I'm looking at the internet over here, quoting that. I'm quoting the book, and I'm watching the mic, uh, how it picks up. So I have specific goals. I always want to give you something, just not just read this book, but do commentary on this book so that you can have an action item. Something for your heart, something for your mind, and something to remember. And so um, I said about We Ride the Carmelite uh, I ride for the Carmel brand. You could ride for the Dominican brand. I'm going to give you something from the mindset of the church, how I was trained, uh, that uh, even though we're Carmelites, there is a mindset of the church. And the Carmelite friars would always say, you know, priests can speak their individual 
uh, speak for themselves. There's nothing wrong with that. They're allowed to have an opinion, just like you are, because you participate in that one priesthood of Jesus Christ. But you can always ask the question, you know, Father, Brother, Staff, is that your opinion, or is that the, the church's opinion? <clears throat> and you go back to John Paul II says it well in his books. Uh, the formamentous, that's what, the formamentous of the church, the mindset of the church. Remember that concept, the mindset of the church. And I'll give you the, uh, the, and John Paul II, the great Saint John Paul II said, be not afraid, be not afraid of the truth about ourselves. We have problems in the church. They've been there for a long time. <coughs> We're just coming up. Uh, that's another thing. I'm coughing. I'll have some digression. I'm doing this in the morning before work. Maybe that's the wrong time. So my sinuses are draining. I'm hacking. And uh, you're just going to have to put up with it. I'm putting up with it. So it's part of we're carrying our cross. I'll get better. I'll make some improvements. I don't like to take a lot of medicine. So maybe you have to wait a little bit longer. Maybe you have to do this at noon. I don't know. But I'm a morning person. Uh, so getting back to John Paul too. Be not afraid. Uh, I have a little bit of... Uh, interest and experience in, in in the area of law and, and in particularly canon law. We've had fights between religious orders, the Franciscans and the Dominicans. It's called disputes, what canonical disputes over whether somebody should be uh, come a saint. Go, they've gone over 200 years fighting. The Franciscans are saying, your guy's not right, or the Dominicans saying there's flaws. This guy shouldn't be a, a, a saint. Well, some of these men, we'll go into that later on if, if there's an interest to it, but some of these people that became saints are now doctors of the church. We'll talk about what it is to be a doctor. So getting back to the Carmelite brand, you don't have to be a Carmelite to listen to this. You don't have to wear brown scapula to listen to this. But it's a mother's order. So it's paternalistic. And with that, I share with you the formamentus, the mindset of the church. And that's why you want to ask... Uh, your bishop, when you understand this, think of it as a map that we're rolling out. You can say to your bishop, for God's sakes, bishop, is this Randy Engels and this rite of sodomy, is she a daughter of the church? Is she What she says, is it alien to the truth? Is it alien to the Catholic faith? Ask yourself. Don't take her word for it. Don't take my word for it. <clears throat> Getting back to the mindset of the church. There's generally four ways that you can approach our Father, union with God. And we'll get into that imagery but the, later on. But union with our Father. You can put your hand in the hand of Jesus Christ. Walk more closely with Christ towards the Father. And you have four choices, four types of Jesus. You can do that with the Jesus that's praying. Put your hand in the hand of Jesus Christ, the Jesus who's praying. And that's one of your pathways for life. And that is, and, and when orders go to Rome and say we want to be recognized, that's one of the categories. They say, which one of these categories are you looking at? We want to imitate the praying Jesus. So we want to put our hand in the hand of Jesus, walk with Jesus more closely through life towards the Father, a loving Father. That's the Carmelites. That's giving an example. There's other orders that, imit, that do that, follow the plan of the praying Jesus. But there's four. Get through these four. You have another choice. Put your hand in the hand of a Jesus and walk more closely with the Jesus that is doing good to others. That's the Franciscans, for example. Uh, they are doing good to others. This is a Jesus that's doing good to others. It doesn't mean you don't pray. It doesn't mean you don't do the other things. But predominantly in your life, you're being called to put your hand in the hand of Jesus. Walk more closely with Jesus 
towards the Father, that Jesus is who, who's doing good to others. There's a third way. You can put your hand in the hand of this Jesus and uh, walk more closely with the Jesus that is, pro, that is preaching, proclaiming the truth, preaching. That's the Dominicans. You walk more closely with this Jesus who is preaching as you walk towards God. There's a fourth way that the Holy Spirit could be calling you. You put your hand in the hand of Jesus, and this is a Jesus who is dialoguing with the world. And you walk more closely with this Jesus who is dialoguing with the world as you draw closer to union with the God, the Father. And that's the Jesuits. So we have the four orders there. They're institutes of consecrated life. And this is the mindset, the forum mentis of the church. It's not my opinion. It's not your bishop's opinion. That's the mindset of the church. And we'll get into how you can, don't take my word for it, You can how you can check it out. Uh, the, that right there is canon law. I don't have the citation. What does canon law mean? Canon law is the personal legislation of the Pope. And that particular piece comes from 1983. I think it's the 1983 canon law revised by the, the great uh, St. Uh, John Paul II. So that I leave that with you. Uh, and there was another thing I wanted to leave you with, but I'll pick it up tomorrow or next week. These are a little erratic because we're just, we're learning how to do this. So 15 minutes here, an hour here, but we'll settle in. And uh, <coughs> I encourage you to do the same thing. Now, uh, what else were we going to talk about today? I should pray. We should pray at every episode. Teresa and I were thinking about that. We, we prayed before, after we pray. Um, and, and if I don't, you pick it up. You pray for it. The little flower has so many requests. This is a little flower, St. Teresa of Lisieux. And she's still working. This whole ministry, we dedicate it to her. Uh, she's a, she could be your sister. She, you know that she's involved when she sends little roses, little unctions to you, the smell of roses. You'll see roses. She said she went to heaven to continue to do work on earth. Okay, so we'll get into her life. So, um, And she had so many requests for prayer, she put people in the, her big mother, Teresa, Teresa of Avila, put all these requests in a family of prayer. And so she'd pray for, because uh, she often couldn't remember people's names. So she would just pray for, I, I adopt them, Lord, into my family. So when I pray for my family, uh, descend upon us the Holy Spirit. And I pray for this uh, apostolate, this ministry, and I pray for the family here. So if I forget to pray, you're part of that prayer. You pick up and pray for me. As simple as that. If you can get some prayers out to the local Carmelites, don't forget the power of that prayer. And uh, so if you can't write a letter to the bishop and you see something that's wrong, write a letter to your Carmelites and say, pray about something that I can't speak about, but uh, maybe you can. So we're, th this, th we're not out. Body of Christ is alive and vibrant. Uh, it's being suppressed in places, which it always has. Uh, there is are bishops who keep the faithful on a low info diet, information diet. Look, the church went for 200 years without uh, clergy in Japan and, and was still and was living, thriving and all that. Check that out. Don't take my word for it. Google it. Wikipedia it. 200 years in Japan, the church existed without a priest, without a deacon, without a bishop without the sacraments, as you and I know of, the Mass. And it still existed. Baptisms were going on. It was, a, it was a vibrant, robust church. So 
why is that so? We'll get into that later, but it is the normative. The church always goes by the ordinary way and then the extraordinary way. Miracles are extraordinary, okay? The ordinary way is the life without miracles, and uh, miracles are not done by uh, uh, God performs a miracle. It doesn't take your love. God cannot command your love. So John of the Cross tells us, be careful about seeking out miracles, falling in love with the gifts of God, which are these miracles are, and not loving the giver, which is, which is God, and, and particularly uniting with the will of our Father, okay? So that's a whole other talk for the anatomy of the soul. We really want to talk about voices. We really want to talk about voices because people's voices are being suppressed. And when I began speaking for others and... Uh, I had heard about this suppression of voices, and then I began to, I, I couldn't believe it. I began to speak for others, and I'll tell you how that, how you can do that, and they began to try to suppress me, and uh, they would, they would try to exclude me, isolate me, exclude me, and then when, uh, meaning put me off on the shelf, on this, put me on the side of the uh, uh, of the uh, yard. When I started to walk back in, the, 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 that's the that's the uh, isolation. They'll isolate you. And then these are clergy and staff, uh, with with the tacit approval of the bishop. Isolate me on on the on the on uh, on the side side yard sidelines. Then when I start to come back in, exclude. That means a, a little bit of a force. Exclude. Then when I'm isolated and excluded, they begin to character assassinate. Well, I had heard about that in that book, uh, Goodbye, Good Men. I don't remember the title of the, uh, the, the author. And I'd heard about that being done with other people. But I wanted to experience that. So sometimes, uh, uh, I think somewhere John across says, you know, when you're, you don't have to argue when people are attacking you or, or whatever. And, and if you got, you, you, you got to be safe. You got to feel good about inside in your skin. You know, you don't have to respond. Listen to what they're saying. Your friends will tell you. My friends was coming and telling me stuff. And the diocese and the parish is like a sieve. They can't keep secrets. And I would tell people, don't, don't, please, uh, don't defend me. Don't defend me. I want to know what, what, what are they saying? What faults do they find with me? Because uh, I want self-knowledge. Your friends aren't going to tell you the truth about your character defects. Your enemies will. And John of the Cross says, kind of listen to that. So I want to listen to that. Oh, my God. It's just the same thing that they're talking about in that, that book, uh, Goodbye, Good Men. So, okay, we'll see how this goes. So, meaning, isolate three things. They isolate, push off to the side. Then when you start to walk back, they exclude you. There's ways they do that. And then they begin to, when you're gone, they begin to talk about you. And so what we did is I, I, I told friends, don't speak up. I want, I want that infection to come to the surface. Think of yourselves as a physician. Don't mask the, it's like taking when you go to the emergency room, they don't want to mask the pain. That's why sometimes they don't give you pain relief. No, we don't want to, we don't want to mask, we want to know where the infection is. And it started oozing up all over. And it went beyond that. We'll get into that in another podcast. But right now, I, uh, We'll end with a prayer, a short prayer. Descend upon us the Holy Spirit and guide us. We praise you and thank you. And we ask the inter intercession of our Holy Mother Mary uh, and for Joseph to protect us. And we pray in the prayer that our Father gave us, 
Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Our Lady of Mount Carmel, pray for us, and St. Joseph, uh, guide us and protect us. And to honor Joseph, we honor his spouse, Mary. Hail Mary, and we'll say a prayer in her name. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And a glory be. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I leave you with some thoughts. Uh, what are our fears? Uh, Teresa gets gets blocked. I get blocked. You know, sometimes we've we've only had. You know, if you don't have sleep, it erodes short term memory. So I'm thinking, oh my God, what if I'm praying in the middle of a podcast and I forget the Our Father? Yeah, don't worry about that. When you begin to do this and your mind is on two or three things, you're gonna screw up. You're gonna make mistakes. But it's the resolve in the heart. It's the love. If if this information was that important that crucial. Don't you think your guardian angel would manifest and the father would send a perfect angel? He doesn't want just information sharing that we're doing here. He wants the love behind it. Remember, it's the love behind it. You'll get better. There's a thing about rubbing two sticks together, friction and it lights up. Iron sharpens iron. That's in scripture. And that's what John the Cross talks about. And that's what the saints of the orders talk about. And uh, so... You know, you're thinking, oh my God, will I forget? It'd be so embarrassing. Therese worries about it. I worry about it. Well, you know, you don't know what we've been doing. Uh, you don't know if I've had only two hours of sleep because I'm running here and there and got crises going on. That, you know, it's like a burning building trying to sort through the building. Well, you got four or five burning buildings and you're a fireman. I just want to know which one's got the pets, which one's got the people that are still in there. I got to, which one, there's nobody, there's no pets, and we're just managing the burn. I just quickly give me the summary. Boom, boom, boom. Well, you know, some people don't live lives like that. So if you explain it, you can explain it. You don't have to, but people will pick up on it. Don't not use your voice because you get tongue-tied. Uh, someone will say something back. So we're teaching people how to do that. You know, if you're in a room and you're afraid that you're going to get asked a question by the bishop that you don't know how to answer, and the bishop says to me, you know, well, you know what's the circumference of the... Uh, of the earth in centimeters? I don't know. I have any clue. I say the bit. I go. I look at the parish priest. I say, Well, how would you respond to that, Father Steve? Yeah, yeah. I don't have to have an answer. There's little techniques. How would you respond? Or Bishop, I don't know. I'll get back with you. I'll Google that. And there's ton. Just don't worry about these things, okay? And uh, uh, you you can do it. You can do it. Absolutely. Do it. Keep us in your prayers. Uh, starve the DSA. They're not doing good with the money we give them, okay? That is the, uh, there's one priesthood of Jesus Christ. One priesthood. One Jesus. And John of the Cross is critical of that priesthood. <coughs> and John of the Cross asserts he's a Carmelite, he's a doctor of mystical love, and he asserts accountability. And he asserts testing. There's a lot. And under his formation, Teresa of Avila became, uh, had union with God. And look at all the good things that happened. So they're not entitled to that money. They'd like to think they were. Google Michael Hitchborn. He does Catholic corruption in the church, financial stuff, financial corruption very well. You don't have to reinvent the wheel, but just amplify the message by talking about it. Try to amplify the message. And uh, they are not entitled to your money. You're, so they're going to say, pay, pray, and obey. 
Well, then, Bishop, tell me how, how does the in our in our diocese there's a lot of there's a lot of religious orders. How do they pay, pray, and obey? Okay, sometimes they don't. Sometimes they don't. So keep that in mind. Sometimes they dispute. That's the beginning of this podcast. You can have a voice that contradicts your bishop because we got bishops contradicting Rome. And you're telling me I can't have a voice because there are things that are controverted. Uh, do you want spaghetti with meatballs or do you want spaghetti without meatballs? It, 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 there are things that are not about faith and morals. There are things about governance, you know. Do we, do we, do we uh, uh, mow the grass or do we, you know, not have grass to mow? You know, so there are things that are being made, decisions about carpet going down, tile going down. But the money, you want to spend $14,000 of my money on a toilet seat, on a bathroom knob for your door? Not going to happen. Not going to happen without a squawk from me. All right, I wish you well. Take care. I'm going to have to see where we're at.